Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. On this week's episode, Jaime interviews Rosie Smith, who shares what she's learned from being rooted in communities over the years, through good times and hard ones as well. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of the On The Way podcast. Uh, My name is Jaime. I'm on staff at Chatham Community Church. I'm one of the pastors there. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Rosie Smith. Rosie, would you say hello to our listeners? Good afternoon. Uh, Rosie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been at Chatham Church for probably about the last seven years. Um... I went to the Bible church here in Chapel Hill for a while and found out that there was a church close to me, so that's when I started coming here. Um, And I love it. That's great. Now, you are not native to Chatham County. How did you end up in Chatham County? Well, I was born in Illinois, and that was about as far east as I ever went. (laughs) Maybe to Ohio. (laughs) Um, And then I moved to Denver, Colorado and spent most of my life there. And there I met a friend um, who worked with me, who eventually moved to Philadelphia and adopted a small child from China. I was fortunate enough to go with her to China and um, get to know that child very well. So it eventually happened that I, she moved here and then I moved here as well. So that little girl who was six months old when we got her is now 21 and graduating from college from the University of Texas. Wow. So um, it's been a fun ride. Fun ride. Well, there's got to be something about a relationship to be the kind of relationship where you would not only go with someone uh, overseas to, to be part of adopting a child, but then also uproot your life. Uh, eventually to be in a different place to be around that person um, sounds like that was a significant relationship in your life it is, it is. Um, her mom is a very uh, she's a single mom and she's a very kind of high-powered um, professional woman has a big job um, and I felt like maybe I could help um, I love kids don't have any of my own didn't necessarily want it to have any of my own, um, but I love other people's kids. Mm. And this little one just got into my heart and wouldn't leave. So mm. um, that's why I moved, and we've had some fun times together. So, yeah, it's a very important part. And yeah, that sounds like a, a relationship in which you've been rooted to this family, and you've been part of the family for over two decades now, yeah? That's right. Wow. I've sort of been adopted into their extended family as yeah. well, so it's very special. That's fantastic. And and what difference has that made in your life? Well, I mean, it's um, people are always asking me about what's going on with Grace because <laughs> they know it's a very important part of my life. Um, but it's also been um, fun to watch their relationship, the mom and daughter relationship. Um, and kind of be on the outside of it, but um, be an integral part of it as well. Um, so it's kind of, um, I have family in Colorado when I left. Um, that's actually where all my family is now. 
but didn't have any young children in the family. Um, so as soon as I moved, then they had children. <laughs> so um, that was a decision too, you know, where do you stay? Where do you, but I really felt like that was, that's where I needed to be and I could be of help and be a part of that family. So that sounds like being in families where there are, where there was youth, but also in places where you felt you could be helpful was important to you as you decided what communities to root yourself to. Is that, is that, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I think in my, in my job, I'd been at my job for 25 years and it was, I was okay with leaving. So that was an important part of it as well. So that chapter had ended. Yeah. That okay. was ready to close. <laughs> okay. Now, you and I have talked in the past, and um, relationships come up, community comes up. I mean, you're one of our of our stellar small group leaders. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it seems like it, it, it's, it's on your mind. You care deeply about the people you are in community and in relationship with. Um, why is being rooted together, why is being in community so important to you? I had never um, been in a real small group situation before I moved here, joined this church. Um, and I found that it is um, uplifting. It's a wonderful way to get to know the Bible, um, share with other people of similar beliefs. Um, they share their lives, I share my life. You really become a part of their lives. And I think that's um, very special. Hmm. Very special. Yeah, I've, I found that um, one, of the, one of the gifts of, of small groups in the process of becoming rooted together uh, to other people is that it creates just like an, uh, a, an opportunity to open the doorway for people to be part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in, for some of our small groups, we, we, you know, we host them in our homes or in each other's homes and uh, just being around the living room or around a kitchen table together. There, there's just, there are opportunities that emerge from that that don't always happen in, in other settings. You know, in the workplace, there are opportunities for community in church in a Sunday morning. There are opportunities for community even at a restaurant. Or mm-hmm. at a park, there are opportunities for community, but there are opportunities that emerge very uniquely when you're, uh, when you're in the home, together with each other. And uh, I mean, for ours, um, we started in in January of this past year, and you know, within a few months, these were people who I had uh, shared meals with, and then. Uh, did yard work with and you know and for some of uh, another small group you know went and helped uh move out loved ones these are, are layers of of being rooted together that that only came because we were part of a small group so it's it's made a difference for us as well and i know i know that in your small group there have been a, a lot of diverse experiences that have happened that have um, maybe provided opportunities for you to become more rooted together than than right. you even thought might happen yeah right yeah. Um, how has uh, being part of these communities and and not just the ones here at at, uh, at at church? I know as we were talking earlier, you mentioned that that uh, that you've had communities beforehand that, that you've noticed that there that there have been communities that have been good for you. Um, 
How, how has being rooted to other people been good for you? Well, <clears throat> you know, even since I was a small girl, I've had adopted parents, mm. adopted families that have been very influential to me. Um, and I have always um, loved that and appreciated that, how open people were and how willing to share their lives with me. Mm-hmm. When I was in training, I'm a, a, a registered nurse and I, I went to a training school, not a college. So I um, met a girl who was not in the training. We had double dated and became very good friends with her and her family. And first time I was away from home for Christmas, I was with them. Mm. You know, it was always... Oh, come, come for the weekend. Oh, stay. Oh, there's room. Um, and that was a little different than from my home. So that really showed me a whole different way to live, mm-hmm. really. Um, so those have been really influential in my life. Um, work, I, you know, I worked um, on a team uh, where we were very close um, we got to know each other very well, and that's where um, my goddaughter's mm-hmm. mother is from as well. Um, but we also had some hard things that came along with that because mm-hmm. our pediatric team moved from the university over to a children's hospital, and we're trying to assimilate into there. And that was hard. That was a really hard move. Um but, you know, you have to, I remember one of the things you said in a sermon is you have to go back to what's the basis? What's the grounding thing that keeps you together? Mm-hmm. What's the most important thing? I love that. That was a, I take that with me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, you, you talked about uh, how these families that adopted you uh, were particularly influential because it was different than your experience than what you had experienced beforehand um so tell me more about like how did that influence you what what did you learn from that how did it shape you what changed in you because of uh these families sort of essentially bringing you into theirs rooting Mm. themselves to you Mm -hmm. yeah i really kind of felt like that i mean i had a a, i'm not saying i didn't have great upbringing and a, a wonderful family but um different than than maybe what some of the others were and that just made me um more open maybe to um welcoming people into my home Mm. i love to have people in my home (laughs) i love to share my home um and people say it's a comfortable cozy home so that's that's nice for me um so i i think that has helped um I really have enjoyed that part of it. They've shown me different ways to live a life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and have you uh, have you had opportunities then to sort of pass that on to other people, like other people that that you've sort of brought in, and then you've seen that they've gone, and and it's sort of changed the way that they welcome people into into their lives. I have. I you know there was a a, a lady. I live in a community. I live in Farrington Village, which is a sort of a 
designed off of an English community. So our little areas are called closes. Mm-hmm. We have about 20 houses. Um, and there was a lady that really hesitated to go anyplace and do anything. And so we just kind of started inviting her over, you know. And then eventually we started going to her house. Oh. And then every Friday night we went to her house. So it 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 did sh- I was able to see that grow. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic that that one family who, where was that, that training? Illinois. In, in Illinois that invited you in has now sort of had a ripple effect and, and blessed this woman in North Carolina who is blessing other people that mm-hmm. she's now inviting them into into her house. Um, you know, it's, it, it makes me think of this idea in, in the Rooted Together network that, that um you know, you've got these these trees like the redwoods that are whose roots are intertwined, and so you may have a tree that's hundreds of yards away, but that it's part of the network that's holding up mm-hmm. another tree that's far and far away that you know they may never be even within eyesight, but uh, not that trees can see. But I like uh, that visual, yeah, that picture, yeah. Yeah, but the idea that uh, that you're rooted together to these people that you haven't seen in years simply you're still rooted to them because you are passing on something that they Mm. gave to you that's just that's just really sweet i appreciate you sharing that um yeah and uh, so you talked about uh, a challenge that you faced in in with in the hospital uh, with this team there was a transition there Uh, how did that challenge shape the ways that you were community that you were rooted together to each other well, there was um, there was kind of a division, you know, those that those of us who came in, and then those of us who were there, mm. and um, we really had to work to say that what we're here for is for the kids, mm-hmm. and that's what the most important thing is, and mm-hmm. we have to work this out to be equitable on all parts. It didn't always work out well, mm-hmm. but most of the time it did. It, it strikes me that uh, that you, you, you talked about those of us that came in, and you also said those of us that were there. Mm-hmm. So you even though initially there were two separate groups, as you're reflecting back on it, you see them as, as, one. as one group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if... You know, some of what 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 I hear in that is is this idea that when we add more people, or when we in, when we invite more people into the communities that we're in, part of the risk or part of the challenge is that we are uh, the community that we are before we add more people is going to cease to exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are going to become a different a community, different. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a different. Uh, iteration of that community and uh, there are that that can be challenging to some of us i think there's some of us that don't that don't like change we like things to stay the same (laughs) Um, we have a new couple that's um just joined our um small group Mm -hmm. um just last week i'm so excited that they're there to be honest i'm we um our small group is about eight to ten people Mm -hmm. so this is another couple which is nice we have a couple a couple of couples and then a number of single as well so i'm really excited to invite them in yeah uh, 
I think the most important thing when I when I do the small group is I want everybody at my house to feel safe. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been expressed both from me and then returned to me. So mm. that's a real blessing. Why is safety such an important one for you? Because I, I think if they don't feel safe, they won't share. Mm. Um, and if they're if they are afraid that somebody's going to judge them, um, then they won't share. Hmm. So how do you how do you make it so that the spaces that you host and the communities that you cultivate are places where people can feel safe? Good question. um i don't know i I don't know um i say it i believe it and i think those that are there also uh, believe that as well Hmm. um doesn't it we always know that it doesn't go any further Mm -hmm. it stays right there Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty calm. We can disagree, but not often. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I, and I'm remembering even as you're sharing that you talked about one of the things you like to do is create comfortable spaces for people. Um, I, I think there are some parallels between feeling comfortable in a place and feeling safe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't you want to feel safe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, when I think of safety, um, I think com- com- be feeling comfortable, I actually think is a, it feels like a better word right mm-hmm. now as I'm thinking of it. In part because um, sometimes when you're comfortable you are able to share things that are actually vulnerable and vulnerability isn't always safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be risky. But when you, like when I feel comfortable, when I feel at home, so to speak, when I feel like I can be myself, part of what I'm saying, uh, or part of what I'm feeling is that the people who I'm here with uh, will take what I have to offer. And uh, will love me enough to receive it, and will hopefully also love me enough to gently correct me mm. if uh, <laughs> if I'm doing things that aren't uh, aren't good um, or aren't helpful. Um, you know, I, I uh, sometimes when I hear people talk about feeling safe, and and this is not what you're communicating, uh, is um, is the ability to uh, share whatever they want without any sort of, or say whatever they want, without any sort of um, accountability or challenge or Mm. pushback. Um, And uh, and I actually don't think that's good for people. No. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And I know some of the people in your small group. I know that's not what happens in your small group. Yeah, that is not what happens. (laughs) (laughs) We are held accountable. Yeah. We have had some um, challenges in our small group. Um, I think I've been leading three years. I'm maybe four. I really can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've had three deaths, mm. and that's been 
hard, but also it has brought the group so close together. Mm-hmm. Say more. Well, for one, we had someone who needed to go to the hospital but was in the process of moving. Mm. So we just moved her. <laughs> I mean, we just picked up and moved her. Um, and then we had a couple who had really not been in our small group a real long time, maybe six weeks. And um, the husband passed away, mm. got very sick and passed away. But that small group just surrounded her and just picked her up. And and she is so grateful. Um, and then we just had another one pass away. And I think, again, you know, she, it was, she loved the small group. She loved that feeling of, of the small group. And he didn't always want everybody to come, but he did want some of the small group to come. Mm-hmm. Which was really special. Yeah. Really special. Yeah. Um, how has that shaped the way the small group interacts with each other? Like, how has that shaped the small group identity, having walked through very, very significant losses together? Hmm. Well, I think it's made us pretty tight-knit. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that we also know that if we need somebody, they're there. Hmm. You know, we we are a small group that likes to do, we have game night and we watch movies and we have dinners and that sort of thing. And so, you know, trying to include everybody in that is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we're thinking about now is how, how to do that going forward. Yeah. So, you, you know, we mentioned there have been some hard things that have strengthened the small group, but but it sounds like there are some like fun, lighthearted, um, just joyous things that have also been part of the small group experience. Um, why has that been important to do those sort of other things? Oh, I think it's so important to be able to laugh. <laughs> you know, um, that's I mean, joy God gives us such a joyful heart and to be able to share that with people with the same belief is such a gift. It's such a gift. And, um, we have fun. We, 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 um, we eat well, we play well (laughs) and we grieve well together. So, yeah, sounds like a well-rounded experience yeah. as a as a community as as a community that's rooted together, but it's also um, developing. I mean, sort of a a core tool set on how to help people grieve as a community. That's um, that's incredibly unique, but it's incredibly vital. <laughs> mm, yeah, because we all will have to do that Absolutely. sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Rosie, you uh, mentioned that you don't have children of your own, though clearly mm-hmm. you have been uh, adopted in and have adopted uh, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, children of other families as part of yours, as, as been adopted into theirs families as well. So you're not without them in your life. Um, and you are also unmarried. Right. Um, so 
how has that shaped your need, your your need for community, your experience of community? Um, what's that been like for you as a single woman? Well, um, I think when you first go into a small group, when you really don't know a lot about small groups as a single person, it's a little scary. Hmm. Um, because you think, oh, well, you know, the couples will, they've been through all this together and they know, they know each other so well. And here you come in as a single person and you don't really have the same need. You don't have their children. You don't have, so that was a little scary, but, um, I think as a single person, um, a small group is, um, it's like a big hug, you know, <laughs> it's, um, you have people of all ages, really, they're all ages. That's what's so neat about our church. It, it does feel like you're walking into a big hug. Mm. And I love that. I love that. You walk out sometimes by yourself and that's maybe not as easy as, as it would be if you had a partner, but, um, you still have those memories of that warmth, that feeling. Um, and I think that in this community, you are so welcome. You are, um, you're invited to volunteer. You're invited, you're, um, invited to be a small group leader if you want to be. You're, you're a part of this church. Hmm. And how has that made a difference in your life? And remind me, was this your first uh, non-denominational church experience? Yes. Hmm. So how has that made a difference for you? And how is it different than maybe other church experiences that you might have had? Well, I mean, like black and white. Um, I came from a, I came, I came from a Catholic background, um, and I think. Their focus is family. Mm -hmm. um, and here I just felt like certainly the family is important. I mean, they're wonderful children activities and the kids are always included and, you know, that's a, a fun part of it. But it doesn't feel like you're on the outside looking in. Mm. You're a part of it. So. Hmm. What what could what could the church uh, do to take into account the folks among us who and I don't mean just our church but the church in general to take into account the folks among us who aren't partnered or maybe have uh, gone through divorce or suffered loss um, or maybe have just been single for um, for many years to to not make them feel like they're on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I think um, I think being welcome um, to volunteer, to, to come to small groups, to um, to be included in everything that goes on in the church. You know, when when some of the churches are have, especially have a school, there's a lot around that school. Um, so that we're really 
And maybe that was my own thing. You know, maybe I thought, well, I don't have any children. I, I'm not involved in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, that was my own feeling. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that this church is so welcoming that it doesn't make any difference mm. um, where you are in your relationships outside. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it sounds like a, a crucial part was you that 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 it was made clear to you that there was no part of the life of the church that was inaccessible to you, right? As a single person, right? Um, that sounds like it could make a difference. That's helpful for us to remember as we plan for stuff, especially now as we're heading into Christmas. And there are, uh, I mean, there there are many ways in which the default could be to have um, traditional family centered activities. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to remember that uh, that th- there it isn't bad to have those, but to make sure to not exclude intentionally or not uh, people who aren't part of a traditional family. What about just a couple with no children? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, they're you want them to be a part too. Mm-hmm. You and yeah. Lydia are. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's important to include everybody. It, it It's not because you are a married person. It's because you are a person. Yeah. It's not because you are a mother or a father. It's because you're a special child of God. Mm-hmm. That's why you're there. Yeah. I mean, and, and churches can do stuff. I think also uh, those of us who are uh, maybe not the what we feel is the target audience for us. You talked about Lydia and I and... And you as a single person, uh, sometimes it's it's us checking our own assumptions. Um, Absolutely. And like last year, uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited to uh, volunteer and serve at the um, at the children's event that we had around the Christmas time. We call it "Come to the Manger." Mm-hmm. And after I came and experienced that, uh, I, I realized, oh, there's no reason why I wouldn't have come to this mm-hmm. otherwise. Uh, in the sense like just because I didn't have kids doesn't mean this wasn't an activity that was accessible mm. to me and so this year as I as I uh, unfortunately can't make it but as I've been talking about it to people has been sharing it in my small group I I mean I just automatically was saying you know it doesn't matter if you don't have kids uh, you can you can come like it's it's just a fun activity mm. it's a fun part of the life of our church and um, I, I think if I hadn't come last year because i had to Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh i don't know that i would have uh assumed that yeah i would i would not have assumed that yeah yeah that's 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 really that's really good insight sometimes it's it's also us checking our our assumptions or even asking questions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure if i asked our children's ministry director can i come to this even if i don't have kids um she would have said absolutely absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely um well there are kids too you know of course that's kind of the way i feel about it and boy do we have some cute kids in this (laughs) church (laughs) yep and though i would venture to say that we have the cutest kids i'm pretty sure that's true in lots of communities Mm -hmm. there are uh, there's abundance of cute kids all around so yeah i think another thing that this church does that you know, this Chatham Serves is something that um, 
you're so included in. Um, you don't have to have any special um, knowledge or you can just be a part of it and and I really have enjoyed that um, doesn't make any difference if you're single because a lot of couples split up and go different ways mm -hmm. so um, you know that's a really nice thing that this church does that has really rooted me into this community mm -hmm. that's great yeah there, there is something that happens when we serve together mm-hmm that uh, roots us roots us to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in general, the shared experience. There's definitely something crucial about uh, worshiping and uh, listening to uh, to to God's word. There's something worthwhile about discussing scripture, um, but all of that gets put into context or gets it gets rounded out by the lived experiences that mm -hmm. we have together. The meals, the laughter, the play, the serving, uh, the weeping. Mm -hmm. uh, it sort of helps uh, coalesce all of that or, or congeal all of that together. Um, it gives us a rounded out community experience, mm -hmm. which is what we need. Mm -hmm. we need. Rosie, thanks so much for uh, spending some time talking uh, to us about what being rooted together has meant for you. And uh, I appreciate that. Absolutely.